Hi everyone, welcome back to We Plug Good Music TV. My name is Ayo and you're tuned into our podcast series Behind the Music, where we'll be speaking to some of our favorite new artists and they'll be talking to us about their latest releases. Today, we have British Ghanaian singer-songwriter Kwekwa Sante, and we'll be talking about his new single, Wait For Me, Promise. Here we go. Welcome. Um, before we usually start these interviews, we like to do a quick check-in with, with our guests. So. How are you doing? How's the summer been? How's the year been so far? Um, yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm really good. Uh, this summer was really fun, more so because I feel like it was the first full-length summer that we got. So yeah, just enjoying going out, kind of enjoying myself as much as possible before the campaign started. So like stuff like summer to house, CMTMs, chilling with my friends, birthdays, barbecues. But now it was good, and um, I had kind of had enough time to get what I needed out of my system to kind of like knuckle down and okay. get, get with the campaign. But yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Thank you for asking. Cool. So, um, so what is the, what, what, what's the rest of the year looking like for you? Um, rest of the year is just a campaign really. I'm rolling out um, my new EP, uh, Wanderlust. Um, but yeah, the rest of the year is just a lot of like, you know, brand things, shows, um, single releases, um, pop-ups. Yeah. Um, you know, just like being about collaborating, studio sessions, um, shows, like watching shows later up. But that's pretty much it, just kind of like, you know, really being in campaign mode and just being present, you know, trying to give the songs and the music and every piece of content that we put out the best chance to kind of reach, reach yeah. as many people as possible. But that's pretty much it, and just like really like staying busy and like just trying to, you know, be in spaces I'm meant to be in. Okay. And like, okay. you know, Working in, like, yeah. so like, but when you say being being in spaces you are meant to be in, like, what does that look like for you? Like, say for example, like the like the the Graham Gala, like going to like the okay. Jerome Gala. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, one of my friends is uh, playing at like Coco today. Um, you know, like Amber Mark kind of show, like just you know being around my peers yeah. who I'm friends with and just like supporting them and kind of like. Just kind of like you know, letting the people know that I'm, I'm alive and yeah. I'm like, I love how I'm doing this. Uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much that's pretty much it. And just like yeah, um, just and like just creating, yeah, generally yeah, just yeah. continue creating and like not lose um, the, the, the like the hunger for that just yeah. because I'm like putting out stuff. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So we're here to talk about your new single, "Wait for Me, Promise." But before we jump into that, um, for the people that are watching or listening that may be meeting you for the first time, uh, could you give us a bit of a backstory of who Kweku Asante is and how we got here? Um, Kweku Asante is um, Ghanaian, uh, North West London, singer-songwriter, you know, dabbling in like, you know, soul, alternative, bit pop, bit of R&B in there, in the electronic. Um, and how it started was kind of just, I went to university. I went to University of Liverpool, I studied human geography. And um, I was heavily into sport. But as I got older, you kind of realise the sacrifices you have to make in order to get good at sport. And I was very good, Yeah. but um, it was rugby, but it hurt. It just started to hurt, I was like, it's not, really, it's not really worth it. So then I kind of stopped sport. And then I just had a load of free time. And I was just like, my friends say, I think you can, you should try it. Okay. So then I had loads of free time, uh, and then I just bought like this dead USB mic from like, Amazon for like 20 pounds, plugged it in, and I just started getting like beats off of like YouTube and SoundCloud and just singing yeah. over it. Kind of got to grips with logic, kind of. 
and then I just kind of started to upload like singing over like Freddie Hakeem beats, yeah. um, Jay Dilla beats, and just putting it on SoundCloud. And then just people, other than my friends, started yeah, listening yeah. to it. And then it just kind of led me to opportunities. People reach out, oh, you should come sing here. I'd go, I'd sing there. Yeah. They'd like what I did. They'd invite me down again. Then you get introduced to that producers. Then you make your own music. And then just kind of like following the rabbit hole, um, ended up with, um, oh, no, no, no. So actually, um, when I was in uni, things started to go really good, really fast. So I kind of stopped. Okay. Because it was starting to take me away from my degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously my mom's gone in. So I was like, this. she's like, you're finishing. She was like, you're finishing this degree. So then I was like, okay, cool. Let me get a couple of songs together, yeah. but let me just stop actively putting out stuff. So I didn't put anything out for like two years. But then I had two songs, three songs actually. I had The Way That You Move, Worth and Fantasy, just there already, locked and loaded. Yeah. Then the day I finished my last exam, I put out The Way That You Move. And then like a week later, I had like management. Nice. <laughs> um, funny story actually, I like, when I was putting out a very new, I got all these press shots done. <laughs> I got a new email, I was like, yeah, I'm legit. And I was like, if this song, if I put this song out and I don't get any buy or any yeah, like, opportunities, yeah, yeah. maybe music isn't for me. Okay. So then like five days, I'm like, I've got nothing. And then I go on my, and then I'm going up for my graduation and I'm pretty down on graduation because oh, no one's shouting me. But then I'm on the train back. And I see the request tab, then it was like, oh, hey, we've been trying to contact you. Oh, nice. I was like, wait, what? I looked at my email and I wasn't logged in. <laughs> so I logged into my email. Yeah. <laughs> Bam! I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. And then I got management and all of that stuff. Nice. And then obviously, yeah, with CloudX, um, releasing, releasing, you know, release one song, one another song, then yeah, project, shows, tours, and then yeah just kind of opportunities to scale up yeah and then yeah i'm here releasing my th i'd say third was it fourth I'd say third that third ep yeah third ep so and that's where i'm now cool cool um we are gonna talk about cloud x a bit but i want to kind of touch on that transition from sports into music because you said that sports was hard yeah. music is hard yeah. so like um ha so how did you make that make that move and do you ever think well maybe i should have stayed in sports uh no because you know what it is but there is there are like a lot of like likely there are like a lot of crossover things that i can learn from both like with sport um because I went to like a boarding school and it was very regimented. Like, as in five days a week training, yeah. gym, Monday morning, Friday morning, matches on Saturday. Oh. Like, from the age of like 14, like we were, it was, you know what I mean? Like, if you put in the hours, you're going to see the results. Yeah. And yeah, it's, like, it's the same thing as in music. I feel like when it comes to de developing like my songwriting, my singing, and just scope of what goes into making a good song, the more I do it and the more I consume. Um, you know, because that creativity like throws through you. Like there, are, there are, there's evidence before, and you kind of just take in what you do, and then you like you regurgitate it in in your own sense with your own like mark on it. And yeah, they're both hard, but both hard in different ways. Like um, right, like sport is very physically demanding. Yeah. Like my knee is finished, <laughs> my back is finished, my f I, I used to be double jointed in the stump, but it's, it's all messed up. Uh, there was I. 
like and oh, I'm, I was really I was really I'm really fast so it's like high impacts like I've been concussed oh, wow. like um, chipped my coccyx and I was just like is it really worth yeah. it um, I played like I played pro slash semi-pro rugby in my gap year and I was like I don't really love this to put my body in the line like one of my best friends Benno like, like he's injury like he's, he's crazy he's still wow. playing rugby but it's, it's like obviously the stakes are it's, it's different yeah. but music it's hard as well because I feel like it's more of like a mental battle I feel like it gets to a certain point where a lot of people are you're good enough you're talented enough but it becomes more of like a mental battle yeah. are you willing to keep on knocking on the door a hundred times to yeah. be heard on the hundred the first time yeah. so I feel like that's just something I've kind of had to come to terms with um, and it still is physically demanding yeah. like singing is quite a lot performing is a lot like rehearsals like voices um, like being present being on time being punctual um, finishing songs sticking to the team yeah. um, trying to do the math with like verses and choruses and making it all fit it's still hard but it just it's just it flexes a different type of muscle but they're both equally as, as challenging as each other but when I go to sport you know <laughs> I still like you know go gym and stuff to yeah, kind of like because yeah. that's because like that's been a part of my life and yeah, I like yeah. to be healthy and be healthy but when I go back to sport if I'm getting if I get the bag maybe <laughs> maybe so ten hag <laughs> call me call me I'm there on winner so. oh, of course um, so you you have been a part of CloudX now for quite for quite a few years. Um, you touched on you know you know how what perhaps you can dive in a bit more. How did that link up come about, and um, how have you how have you guys grown together over the years? And like for for people who don't know what CloudX is, what is CloudX? So CloudX, I'd like to say it's like a a hub of entertainment that kind of gives a voice to those who have, you know, the talent in order to be seen on a wider scale, but just because of the market in this country, they maybe aren't given like a voice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like entertainment, um, you know, shows, um, music promotions, label management services, um, just like a 360 entertainment um, as, um, situation. Um, by, the, by the goats, David and Ben, geniuses in, in their own right, and like an, an amazing team, um, like other artists like Santino, one um, Cassian as well, amazing. Um, but the way I the way I was got onto it was a Facebook message. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But like, I was literally, it's so funny because when I when I um, that, like when I put out the song and I got loads of emails, yeah. I was by a lot of big management companies were like reaching out, but you know, you don't, you can't, like when you're a new artist, like I made these songs, but I'd, one, I didn't know like how to make songs yet. Like I just made three ones that were good, but I didn't, there wasn't any like pattern that I could do this over and over again. And maybe the idea of like going to these big corporations, I felt like I could maybe get lost in it okay. if I didn't develop as quick as I did. Luckily I did. So um, yeah, he just, they just Facebook messaged me. Um, we had, he, David Facebook messaged me and he is best friends with my best friend's older brother. Okay. The rugby player that I just mentioned, yeah. um, Benno, um, Sharp Benno. Uh, and I just went over to him and I played him the two other songs and he was like, These are, who wrote them? I was like, oh, I did. Like, oh, okay. And then um, they just kind of like put me in a lot of sessions and I just kept making songs. And then we just kept releasing them and they kept on doing well. 
Um, and then, yeah, over the years, they've just helped me develop, build up, scale up, um, organize things, um, you know, and challenge me as well. Yeah. Like, oh, I want to do this type of EP. Okay, why? Why do you want to do it? What, what do you think is going to add the thing? And most of the time, they think it's a good idea, but they just want to hear me critically analyze what I'm yeah. doing just because there has to be purpose behind what we're doing because it's expensive at the end of the day. <laughs> True. And, True. you know, as much as like putting out a, an audio and a video, there should be other stuff. And they themselves, and us as well, like Cloudix is a contingent, the team's growing, people, um, employees, people. Yeah. Um, the festival is doing amazing. Um, collaborations with brands and, and, and things of that nature. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's all growing and, and yeah, like it's, it's even I think they're doing something at Altenet soon as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's just been everybody's been growing just because through collaboration and, and innovation, I feel yeah. like we and we all have an eye for like we all have good taste and an eye for what makes sense and kind of giving a different um, um, a different take on you know marketing and pitching and creative yeah. ideas and. Yeah, that's that's really what it's been, and yeah, it's been great. And they're like my best friends, so nice, nice, working nice. with my with my best So um, let's jump into "Wait for Me, Promise." Um, it's it's it is a mouthful. Why not just wait for me or just? It is a mouthful, you know. But I was just like, why not? Like a lot, <laughs> a lot of my songs were like, are like one words. Okay, okay. So I was just like, why not just do three words and oh, then yeah. another one to, to, to put on top. <laughs> and then it just, it just looked good. Yeah. It just looked good to me for some reason. I was yeah. just like, wait for me, promise. It's like, yeah. And it's a weird name. And people are going to be like, oh yeah, I know that song. Like, yeah. Maybe it was just stick more, but I just thought, why not? Definitely, definitely. I've read that the song is a vulnerable dedication to your experience of the same white person, wrong time. But in your own words, can you tell us what the song is all about? So like, I feel like the yeah, right person at the wrong time is more so my situation at the time. So um, when it comes to that men and saying, oh, I can only like fall in love or be with the right person when the time is right or I've got my stuff patterned and I've got my stuff figured out because oh, I've got my money, my money's up and I can, I can spoil it and this <laughs> and that. When this song came about, I think it was in second lockdown like music already being a volatile nature yeah. a volatile industry covid flipped everything upside down yeah. like um when i wrote this though i had made i'd already made ode and i'd already made blue solstice volume two no blue solstice volume one but a lot of stuff was still up in the air yeah, yeah. i'd made no bread because i wasn't able to perform live because we weren't allowed outside yeah. I had a 15 day or 20 day tour cancelled early on in the year. Wow. My shows were my shows were cancelled, all of them were cancelled. Like, and this person I was talking to, I don't think understood that, yo, there's not like, I, I'm not quitting this music thing at all, I'm not quitting it. Yeah. But at this moment in time, I need to make my 2021 and 2022 COVID proof. Yeah. All the music that you're hearing right now, I made in I made probably before like 2020 because I was like, I don't know if you were to go into another lockdown. So I needed to make sure that I had to drown out all the noise and not talk to anyone or be with anyone okay. because I need to make sure that if we do go into another pandemic, I'm patterned music wise. Yeah. So I made everything and then with her, I was just like, yeah, this literally, I don't believe in right person, wrong time, okay. but I believe in this very unique situation with COVID and me being an emerging artist and I feel like I could take this somewhere. I feel like I, I, I had no emotional like 
like my, my capacity to take someone else's feelings into consideration at that time, it, it didn't exist. Okay. Um, um, but then the uh, but then the way that the, the, the topic of the song is interesting, I kind of did it over from a point of view that we'd spoken about this, but we'd accepted and come to the fact, come to the to the conclusion that. But when I'm patterned, I'll come yeah. back. Okay. Okay. But then any woman or any person, whoever you want, that is like worth waiting for, wouldn't wait because they know that they're yeah, they know yeah. that they're serious. Yeah. And that person in this story, which the second half is kind of a thing that I came up with, didn't wait. And how would you feel if that person that you went through all of that to kind of bring back and say, oh look, I'm here, look what I've accomplished. Yeah. And that person's moved on. I'll be finished. And um, that's what I tried to portray. And like, it's a feeling that I, I couldn't fathom, but yeah. So, knowing, well, knowing what you know now um, and going through putting this song together, would you still have made that choice then? 100%. Okay. Because as in COVID, I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. Even like 2020, we were in a, because I, yeah, I started this 2020, so in the second lockdown, I had no idea what was going to go on. Because what we were told what lockdown, we were going to be in there for like, what, three weeks? Yeah. My brother, we were in lockdown for how many months? I, didn't, I had no clue what was going to happen. Yeah. And the way I see it is, you know, you put in all this time and effort and I could be wrong though. Like I could, I, I could. I'm very open to being wrong, and like companionship is important. And um, but this COVID thing just rattled everyone. Like whole year uprooted, gone, yeah. nothing. Like I literally, my t- I meant to play at Kew Gardens in front of five, ten thousand people. Yeah, gone. And I didn't know what was gonna happen. All I knew is that I could make music and prepare myself and put myself in the best position possible. Okay. So that's what I did. Okay. Was it wrong? I don't know. <laughs> it could have been. Okay. Like, you know, the way you're looking at me, I'm thinking. No, no. You're looking at me. Like how wrong. No, no, no. So, so, no, so, um, the, the thing is, the next question is framed in a way that okay says this song speaks to the misconception that yeah. a lot of men have that they have that they have to have all of their shit together in order to be with someone but it's be, so it's been framed here as a misconception yeah. but in your case you, you you don't think it is no no but in that instance i thought it was a misconception but then this second the second part has kind of come it stems from the conversations i have with friends about okay. the situation yeah so i spoke to them about this song and then while I was writing the song, okay. and then um, it's a shame that that is the way that we think. And I, I do think, me personally, obviously, I'm saying I, I don't think that I'm, um, I don't think that I'm wrong. But I know for a fact that I'm overthinking it. Like, okay. I, I, okay. I know for a fact that even though my ways are the way they are, like I know for a fact that it's it's, it's not. There, there are there are people out there that are that are that are understanding and understand that you're busy and um and that will understand that you are you are on a journey and you're trying to make the most out of of, of a bad situation and 
all I'm saying is, if I could, if I could go, if I could go back then, I wouldn't make this. I would make the same decision. But now, would I make that decision? Yeah, absolutely not. No. Okay. Okay. Now, okay. would I make that decision? Yeah, absolutely not. Because there, there is a misconception. Like okay. I feel like those days that were hard then. If I had someone there, it could have been a bit easier. Yeah. Than trying to process all these emotions by myself, and I feel like, yeah, regardless, I feel like I. I, the reason, like knowing what I know now, the reason why I still would have done it was because I kind of, I still had to do it to learn that it's not right. the right thing to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Which is a topic of the, which is a topic of the yeah. whole project. Yeah. Negative reinforcement. Yeah. I knew that was a bad thing to do. Now I know. Now I know in the future what not to do. Yeah. So, and that was a conversation I had with my brother. My boy's like, bro, Quakes, you, you, that you, you can like do that. Like you don't have to have everything like in in order in yeah. order to yeah. for someone to see your worth. And um, but it is definitely a misconception that like, it's kind of like gender roles. Like, what is a man meant to do? What is a woman meant to do? The man's meant to be the provider, strong, emotionally secure in themselves, and not really meant to be. And then women are meant to be like nurturers or whatever. I feel like the whole thing is just washed. I feel like <laughs> it should be a collaborative thing, a hundred percent, hundred percent. If you're low and other person's high, the other person brings them up. If it's vice versa and this person's having a good week as opposed to bad, you bring each other up. Money, funds, whatever. It just makes sense, um, and that's just something that I'm on a journey man, myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like having all that free time and lockdown to kind of think through it. And then, I mean, a good song came out of it, so <laughs> true. That's so, true. That's so, true. so that's that's what it is. But yeah, um, knowing what I know now, would I change? No, but would I do that now? No, no. Absolutely not. Okay. Doesn't cool. make any sense. Cool. Um, you touched on a bit. Um, on your upcoming EP, um, but if you if you can uh, take us going more big picture in terms of you know what is this Wonderlust EP all about? Um, just like yeah, like negative reinforcement. I feel like I've never really had a strong uh, role model in terms of how to when it comes to relationships, both platonic and romantic, like how do you nurture them? How do you keep them? How do you grow them? How do you grow closer with people? Um, and I've done a lot of things, not wrong, but I've just done them in the wrong way. And I've just learned from it because of the way it made me feel, it made me feel awful. Like just sometimes not being present, um, not being as, as like not communicating how I feel. Yeah, yeah. Um, if I feel bad about something, which is something that I do not do, if I was feeling bad about something, I wouldn't say it, and then I end up resenting the person, yeah. and then I just, I just be really upset. But then now it's kind of like talk to them because I don't think people that like, the people that are around you, they, they love you, they care about you. You can talk about it. Like sometimes just communication yeah. can just you can just be on two different pages, and then like it's just yeah. confusion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of you know, like learning through the wrongs that I've done, um, which also shapes the way in which I project my love on other people. Um, so it's just like um, a series of stories which either the person was wrong for me or I was wrong for the person for what I was doing. So I'm either comment commentating on what I feel as if they're doing wrong and they can do better, yeah. and I'm commentating on what I'm doing wrong and I know that it's wrong, yeah. but I did it anyway. 
<laughs> because maybe because I don't know, like everybody's going through stuff. Yeah, yeah. But for me, just at that moment in time, my priorities, my priority wasn't that person. Yeah. And I think probably vice versa. Okay. Maybe they were talking to someone else that yeah, was maybe yeah, yeah. or they had stuff going on. Um, but there's no anguish or hate towards them at all. Yeah. But I just understand that people love in different ways and it's kind of a journey almost of discovering how you like to be loved and how you want to be loved, um, both platonically and romantically. Yeah. And yeah, the kind of uh, life lessons that kind of shape it. Yeah. yeah. Cool, cool. Um, so before Wait For Me Promise, you put out Thinking Of You, um, which is a reflective song about about regret. I, and then you also put out Roads, which is about reminiscing over a past relationship. Now, um, you have touched on what the whole EP is, but let's just take these three songs. Like, how do these songs link to each other, if, if they do? Um, you know, how do they interact? Yeah, so they do. So yeah, so the thing that they do is that they're all kind of things that I've learned from that have kind of altered the way in which I interact in regards to like forming new relationships or trying to be involved with someone who I could potentially care about or see a future with. So with Rhodes, with Rhodes is kind of like, you know, when you, you know the comfort of, 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 of something that you're familiar with? Like sometimes that will stop people from, you know, forming new connections, meeting new people. People just fall into old habits. Sure. Sure. And I feel like that's something that I know now not to do. Just because it's something that is comforting and something that I'm used to. It's not a comparing thing, what's better, what's not, but is it right for me? Is it better for me? And in that instance for that song, It was the wrong decision. <laughs> so it was a person that I used to, used to, you know, she's an amazing person. Wait. And I went back there and I shouldn't, I, I shouldn't have because in that space of time that we went together, yeah. I'm not the same person that I was a year ago. You're not the same person you were a year ago. So the, the person I'm trying to fit into the relationship doesn't work. Yeah. Thinking of you. You know how we said, um, it's either if I'm acting in the wrong with the other person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Rhodes, it was me. Okay. Thinking of you, it was me again. Right? <laughs> um, thinking of you is more of a case of um, something that you know when you know when you're looking for something and it's, it's, it was right in front of you all the time. And I think this was kind of around the time outside was opening up. And the first line is never knew that we were something for the future. I caught up in a rapture. A rapture being. Covid, <laughs> Covid finishing, you know, I'm leaving it. Um, and you know, I was like, yeah, cool, Emma, and she found someone else. And then, when, as soon as, basically, you want what you can't have in it. Yeah. And when you know that they're out of bounds, you're like, oh god. <laughs> and that's what that was. And maybe it's just a kind of, you know, be in the moment, understand who you're talking to and who you're spending time with, because, yeah, what you want could be in front of you like all yeah. the time. Even like with solutions. Like even if you're, if if you've been given a problem and you need a solution, you'd be thinking about, oh, how am I gonna solve this? Who am I gonna? What brand am I gonna? And you know your brother down the road can do the thing for you quickly. Yeah. Like that. Um, but yeah, that's another lesson to kind of understand that, you know, be attentive. Yeah. 
you never you, she, she, there were loads of things that she used to do little that I took for granted that people don't do I'm like why do you do what <laughs> um, uh, and then yeah wait for me as well as, as, as we touched on before yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the misconception that I kind of have to have all my things together yeah. either be where I am in my life like you know wit yard peas cash like fully laced and like fully ready to like do you know what I mean? Be yeah. confident. It's not, it's like a thing. It's just like another excuse to maybe like not commit. Yeah. But that kind of thing, you know what I mean? We're getting older now. So that kind of stuff's kind of like, like pushed away. But yeah, those are three things that it links up. It's just kind of yeah, assessing my behaviors and understanding that, you know, I could do way better yeah. in how I care for people and how I present like my actions need to ma- my actions need to match up my words basically. Yeah. And I'm I hate being a hypocrite. Okay. So yeah. and I'm trying to, you know, learn from myself and yeah. from what I've done. Um, and all of these songs also come from like developing um, conversations with my friends and talking about how you feel and talking about how it made you feel. Yeah. Which I feel like it's important. And it's something that stereotypically, which I stereotypically apparently men did like men off <laughs> us and whatever, like men, like we, we talk about it. Yeah, for, yeah. How else are you gonna and when guys told me that, yo, I don't want to talk to my friends, like, why not? Are you going to chat to me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's how the three songs live. So, um, I am not a singer or a songwriter or Never a know. creator in that way. Could be. <laughs> well, could be, maybe. <laughs> um, but, like, for you, 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 you wear your heart on your sleeves in your songs, these people that you're writing about or yeah. writing to yeah. or like do they well well i would presume that once they hear it they know no i don't think that they'll know i don't think that they'll know some of the songs on the project are like thought of scenarios like the second half of like wait for me is like a thought of scenario just to kind of i want to i wanted to kind of flex a different muscle because you know Nah, I think I'm blocked by most of them. <laughs> or like, you know, or 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 um, what's that thing? What's that thing on uh on Spotify? Where this is like, don't play this artist. Oh wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, man. I can't even lie. Yeah, COVID had me okay. in the trenches. Now, nah, but um, thinking of you is like half true, like also half thought of as well. But yeah. that's where I don't know. There are a few things that they wouldn't um know of, but. Uh, they were nervous about them. Nah, okay. nah. And I'm not. I'm not about to send it to them either. Fair. Like, if they want to, something. You know, they can, they can, they They'll find out. It. Yeah. <laughs> I, should, I should put their name in the credits. In the songwriting credits. Get a point on something. Um, okay, but okay. Um, I want to go and go into more of your uh, creative process with you know how do these songs come. T- together, how do you pick them to live on one project? You know, just you know, talk us through that. Um, because I'm, I, I'm really, I really want to become or be known for that project and be a project artist. So for me, it's kind of like what I want to speak on, how I've been feeling, like consistently in this time I want to write about, and it's really just you know, um, trying to tell a story or get a point across or a theme across. Um, and it all just stems from a lot of things like conversation, films. Like, you'll be watching something like that, happen to me. 
um, you listen to a song, oh, I went through that. Yeah. And then kind of, you know, getting a few references and, and telling a story that I haven't necessarily told before as well. It's kind of like I kind of try and stay away from things that I've done um, in the past. And also as well, sonically, I remember there was one time, there was one time I put out a song. I'm not going to say one song because we really went to go back and see when he was like, yo, this song kind of sounds like... When that person said that, I said, I'm, none of my songs are ever going to sound the same ever again. Okay. So in regards to like the sonic um, like print of this, is very different. Um, I would say Thinking of You is probably a song that is most like recent releases. Um, but creatively as well, I just looked, at, I listened to different music. I listened to like a lot of like Radiohead, a lot of Moses Sumney, a lot of Samphar, just like different colours and stuff like that. But yeah, and then kind of had a, had a, had a journal um, that I wrote down um, how I was feeling yeah. on, on, on certain topics, like topics about um, um, the comfort of, of, of revisiting an old flame or, or, or like wanting what you can't have yeah. or, or um, oh, I just need COVID to, to end so I can just get this bread and be wait for me so I can yeah. like, so it was just certain things that I'd like written and then I was like, oh cool, that's kind of something that I feel like a lot of people not that oh this is going to be a good song because a lot of people are going through it I just feel like the comfort in um, the one comforting thing about COVID is that I, I knew for a fact a lot of people were going through what I was going through yeah, you think only my tours were cancelled <laughs> only my shows were cancelled yeah. everyone's shows were cancelled sure. yeah. no, no one can make bread from that no one could go to the studio and make stuff do you know what I mean so yeah, um, yeah that was a creative process and it was, and it was good and I just went to um should I have gone? Maybe not. But I just went to um, the studio with uh, with Hilmi and just yeah. went there like weekly and just got out of how I was yeah, feeling. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, like sooner or later we just had a project. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, you talk about um, keeping a journal. Um, I I spoke to an artist previously who also wrote down her thoughts in a journal and that formed songs so i i don't journal um but i but i asked her this um what does journaling do for you and why should people journal you're so funny so the only time i journaled was during a lot time okay because what I mean, you know when, you know when there's, you know like in life now, you're going home, going somewhere else, you gotta come here. There were things to do. Yeah, sure, sure. Lockdown. Listen, there was no Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. There was yesterday, today, and tomorrow. <laughs> I didn't know what the weekend was. I didn't know what a weekday was. And just to kind of make sure that my brain was ticking, because when I finished, I finished. Uh, um, actually, that's kind of how I wrote the blue sauces. I was writing stuff yeah. down. Um, but at that moment, it gave me clarity. Okay. Like I was putting pens and paper. I was, I was putting into words. You know how sometimes you can't put into words how you feel. Yeah. I was not leaving that closing that journal until I wrote down how I feel. Yeah. Um, even like this, and fa also finding beauty in the mundane, mundane things. Like, um, yeah, just kind of trying to find a way of making a tear coming down your cheek sound poetic. Um, trying to find ways of, of being frustrated and angry is, is, is passionate. Um, um, yeah, it just kind of made me think of ways to, to formulate these mundane and sometimes rich feelings into words and just kind of 
you know, develop my songwriting, get better, put more hours in, because yeah. I want to be as, as good as possible. Um, but I think journaling just gave me like clarity and also something to look back on because yeah. I feel like mentally I'm in a better place than I was then. And when I look at it, I'm like, oh, quick, she's done well, like, yeah. come far. So, yeah, it's kind of a place to, you know, um, put your thoughts down and just yeah, know where you're at and kind of, yeah, or even if it's a positive time in your life, yeah, yeah, yeah. something to show you that what you're going through right now is not finite, it's, yeah. not, it's not decided, yeah, like, you yeah. will pass through this. I feel like that's what journaling could do. But right now, yeah, I don't, I don't journal right now. Like, <laughs> I'm just running around, like, I'm literally like, running around, yeah. like, um, which is good, that was good. But maybe I should journal. You know, maybe I should journal again. I would say I will, but I just yeah. don't. Like, I just like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, well, I don't either, but. Maybe you should, we should do it. We <laughs> should like, I'll ring you and be like, have you journaled today? Maybe I should, maybe I should. Um, you mentioned working with Hilny on this, well, on, on these three songs, I presume you work with him on the whole thing. Mm. Whole thing bar one song, which I did with um, Lester Salmons, who did Dust. But, okay. So he did every song but one, yeah. So um, how did you two link up? What is it like working with him? So if you look closely in the Molasses video, yeah. He's the guy on the guitar. Okay. Yeah, and we was in lockdown, and when I when I did my lessons, it wasn't the start of my career, but I was just like gearing up to put on my first EP. Then I think we just saw that I was bumped into him at things, and okay. we always had a good relationship. And I think he went to nursery with all of my best friends. Okay. Um, and then just lockdown happened, and I think I put out dust. It did, it did okay. And then he was like, "Yo, bro, you come out for a place in Amazon." I was like, I'm not doing anything. Like, Why not? Um, and then we went, kicked it. I knew we got along well, and I loved all the stuff that he made previously. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm a big Rachel Chinariri fan. Yeah. And he, he does all of her stuff. And I was like, and also as well, his sound, I know would bring out something different in me. Because okay. all of my previous stuff, the majority of it is with Dan Holloway. And I just went to a studio in Hammersmith, like by Hammersmith Station. Went, and the first song we made is the opening song on the project. And you know when, when you know when you make a song, yeah, I thought it was hard. Yeah. But you know when you make a thing and it's so seamless and so easy, you're like, is this good? Like if you're writing an essay or like a or like a review on something, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the flow is just, the just, words yeah, coming out of the pen, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just. Free. <laughs> and then you play it to people and like, yo, this is, this is great. This is good. They're like, okay, cool. And then I play it to my friend. And my friend's like, hey, who? Yo. So then I just was going in like week after week and it was seamless. He's very nonchalant. Yeah, yeah. Like he just does something quick and then I'm just like, I'll explain something to him and play a reference and he'll just do perfectly what I wanted. Nice. And it was really easy. And a lot of it was just chilling, talking about how I'm feeling, you know, sport, women, politics. Yeah. Um, it was just like chilling with like, a, I'm really close with him now. Nice. Chilling with like a close friend. Yeah. Go get, um, Good shawarma. I love shawarma. Okay. Yeah, good shawarma. <laughs> with, the, with, the, with the chili garlic and the salad. Yeah. Just go down there and get that. Sure. And it was seamless, man. It was it was a highlight. It was a highlight um, of lockdown because I just had something to do. I had something to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. And I would yeah. probably do it on like a Thursday at the end of the week. And I would like think of an idea from like maybe the Sunday until Tuesday, flesh yeah, it out, yeah. 
go to it and it was something to look forward to. I really, really enjoyed it um, and it was super fun and I'm really close with him and like now like we hang out, go leagues together and it's yeah. like one of my bros, so it was good. Nice, nice, yeah, nice, yeah. nice. Um, let's dive into the visuals for this project. So we have had visuals for, ro for roads and visuals for thinking of you. Um, one of which you directed yourself. So um, how how do your visuals come together? But also um, compared to your previous visuals for this project, was there something else going on? Uh, I just kind of wanted to I just want to flex a different muscle. Like, I, I just want to be more. I want to be more than a musician. Like, okay. I want to be more than um, like just a singer, songwriter. Like every single thing, down to the beats that you're listening to, the instruments chosen, the videos you see, the clothes you see me wear. Even this one, I, I produced it, but part of the director, like I came up with the treatment and stuff. But for everything, I just kind of want to. I don't know. When I was going, when I did like you know previous like bigger videos I feel something in Angel I kind of wanted to like sharpen my sword and, and skills so that when it gets to the point that like, you get these budgets I'm, I'm able to kind of do that and and also you know get involved in different projects that don't necessarily involve singing okay um, uh, yeah oh, I love like even everything like the photos the artwork everything yeah like it's stuff like oh, I need this and this and like all of the creative direction and by a pers another person who is a person who's instilled a lot of confidence in me is um, Curtis Essel who does a lot of like 33 bound and um, I don't know but yeah Curtis Essel he's, he's like an amazing close friend and just um, yeah that's the difference between that and this and kind of um, formulating ideas that will enable the story to be told in a different way because I feel like my music this stuff especially you know, you may expect something cool and things are different. I just, they're thinking of your video especially. Yeah. Kind of wanted to like, sometimes I, like, you know, feel some angel, I'm a cool guy and drip. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I just kind of wanted to like show a different side of me and, yeah. and, and show that the person behind the music isn't, you know, I'm not down in the dumps, like sad yeah, or like yeah, yeah. crying over all. Like, <laughs> what is that? Um, but that's just a different kind of one that just like flex a different muscle show a different side and just develop not just musically just creatively in all aspects definitely yeah yeah, yeah definitely. um you have a headline show coming up at village on the ground in november um how would you describe the kweku asante live experience basically i would say if you have a young lady that you like it's the perfect place to take it <laughs> you have highs, funk bits, like a party, you know, grooves, the party is loud. Um, and then you have those moments where you look to a loved one, it's a vibe, you know, it's falling in love. Like, and then there are bits where it's like epic and big. I feel like it's like a journey, like a same way you're watching a film as yeah, a plot. Yeah. It's not okay. like shit all the time. You yeah. have highs and low moments moments where you're meant to be attentive, moments when you're meant to sing the lyrics to the next person, moments when you're meant to, you know, maybe you're in a little, little, little grind into a little wine. <laughs> like, there are different moments and you can, um, there are different like, emotions, it's a spectrum, yeah, and I want to make you yeah. feel different ways, um, different types of emotions along the spectrum in it. And I want it to be seamless and it to make sense. Yeah. It's kind of flow. 
and leave there hopefully wanting to people to come more but that's good my band are crazy shout out Max Daryl Jerome Antonio um, my band are crazy and the musical direction um, is, is beautiful and it just brings another essence to the, to the show but that's what it is fun exciting yeah. and uh, yeah fun exciting um, three words yeah yeah nice nice um before we wrap up um i had this question elsewhere and i thought i would steal it still well i thought i'd co-opt it yeah man this um, is this is still that's, that's that's not good man. co-opt there you go borrow there you go <laughs> i thought i'd borrow it um have to. can you tell us something that you are either or you have read watched or listened to recently that you found interesting and perhaps and perhaps would recommend i've been watching a lot of like a24 films okay uh just because i like the grading i like the the film the cin- cinematic stuff like i kind of like what it's what's portraying like mid 90s yeah. waves Uncut Gems. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I just really like the grading, the storytelling yeah. um, of that. Listening to, I've been listening to just like, I've been trying to get into like podcasts more. Okay. But really, I haven't been listening to anything, podcasts or music, but I've been listening to like Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Um, and just, um, I just feel like, I've been like really dissecting it because I'm starting music as well. Okay, okay and how he was able to keep things interesting musically but still have like a wide reach is really interesting and something i read (laughs) uh i really like was it all about love by like bell hooks okay what's interesting is that where like anguish or um like some form of hate exist love cannot reside yeah. so like if you're if basically like love I, I, the whole like abusive relationships i don't really understand yeah, that yeah. Um, yeah. and just kind of you know if anybody kind of takes you away from peace or brings anything in your life that just makes your life more stressful yeah, yeah that person's just not for you yeah. so i'm just like reading that really um yeah and yeah i'm listening to myself <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, no, I'm I don't. I don't really. Funny thing, when I, when a song comes out, yeah, I don't listen to it anymore. No. Nope. Wow. Why? Oh, I, I've heard that thing too many times. Fair enough. I've heard Fair bare enough. versions. Yeah, I've heard that thing too many yeah. times. So yeah, yeah, I'm good. But yeah, cool. I listen to it. All right. So yes, do listen to it for sure. Um, our customary final question for people that are just finding out about you. Um, and they want to go back and hear more, not including the songs that we have talked about today. Yeah. What three songs should they start with and why? <sighs> I'll give them cuts that no one really did. Uh, Dust, because I love it. Um, I really love D'Angelo, it's just really D'Angelo. And it's one of my favorites, it was, I loved it. I just love the production by Leicester as well. And it was just like a really fun time. Um, Molasses, cause I love that song. I love playing it live as well. Yeah. And um, just the like the melody and like bass line and the richness and everything. And yeah, the, I think the time that I made it as well, it's kind of fresh out of uni. I was just kind of this guy just running around making yeah. music. It was so fun. It was less, 
fought through like now everything's like yeah <laughs> stuff like that um oh, I don't want it some deep cuts you know maybe the end that song for me on it's the last song on Honeycomb yeah is crazy and like when people hit, like when people hear it they're like what yeah but yeah maybe those three and all more illusions because I just love the <laughs> I love the I completely the list what you said yeah. before but um, and illusions yeah that's, that's I just love the, the melody and the chorus and the Spanish guitar and the solo and um, I also love the way we um, change a little bit of it live I really yeah. love it but yeah that's that's it those are the three and a half or something nice 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 thank you so much um, where can the people find you on the big bad web it's not bad it's okay um, they can find me on Instagram, uh, K-W-A-K-U-X-A-S-A-N-T-E, the same at on Twitter, on, I said Instagram already, Twitter, Instagram, and <laughs> TikTok, <laughs> now TikTok, I should laugh on TikTok, and TikTok, um, and yeah, Spotify, Quaker, and T, all DSPs everywhere. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, Thank you. Good one. Yeah, Thank you. Sure.